Marty Church, so good to be with you. I love the month of August. I've loved the month of August for the past 20 years. Why? Well, I got married to the love of my life on August the 17th of 1997. And here is a picture of us 20 years ago. Woohoo! Every year I tell this same joke. I've been telling this joke for the past 10 years, so many of you probably have heard it already. But I want you to pretend like you're hearing it for the first time. And so, and, and I want you to laugh at this joke, all right? And so here it is. We all go through seasons of ups and downs in our marriage. And um, very early on in my wife's and I's marriage, we actually got into this disagreement. It was over a very small thing. But my wife was uh, really upset. I was really upset. My wife had enough. I had enough. We both had enough. Finally, my wife comes to her senses. And she comes crawling to me on her hands and knees. Just like how it should be, right man? And she comes crawling to me on her hands and knees. And she says, Thomas, you get out from under the bed and you fight like a man. Happy birthday, Ohana Christian Church. It has been a wonderful first year. Let me share what our baby church has done this past year. Very early on, I said to you all, there are 1,400 students in the DOE system that are homeless. We don't have much resources, but I want us to do for one what we wish we could do for many. And you all were a great support. And together we were able to build a friendship, a relationship with this father and his 11-year-old daughter that was living in this broken-down van in Kailailoa. We were able to help them move to the Waianae Boat Harbor and eventually move into the Waianae Civic Center. And they're doing really good She's doing really good in school, and I'm just so proud of them. We also financially supported Ho'ola Napua, an organization that works to rescue girls from human trafficking. We financially supported a missionary in Thailand. We also financially supported a missionary in India. We visited our kapuna at Kapuna Viola Care Home in Kapolei. We helped this wonderful school here with their garden day and their campus beautification day and their fall fair. And we put together softball teams. We held hydroponic hydroponic gardening classes and even experimented with outdoor group fitness. One of the achievements that I'm most proud of is we launched our Friday night youth group and it's doing really well. It's thriving. We started Ohana Groups. We graduated two rooted classes. And another achievement that I'm super proud of is this. We baptized 14 people in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Not bad for a baby church. I'm so proud of our church. And I feel feel honored and privileged 
and I'm so proud to be your pastor. I love this church, and I hope you love this church too. As we celebrate our first birthday, I'd like for us to reflect on the Word of God, specifically Revelations chapter 2, verses 2 to 5. And this is Jesus speaking. And Jesus is addressing a church, this church in Ephesus. Listen carefully to Jesus' words. He says this, I know your deeds, your hard work, and your perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate wicked people, that you have tested those who claim to be apostles but are not and have found them false. You have persevered and have endured hardships for my name and have not grown weary. Yet, I hold this against you. You have forsaken your first love. Remember the height from which you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. Jesus is such a master communicator. I love how he first provides encouragement. And then he hits them with some constructive criticism. This was the message that Jesus had for this church in Ephesus. Now you have to understand that the, the church in Ephesus was no slouch. The Christians in Ephesus were solid Christians. The, the Ephesian church was a thriving church. However, not all was well. They had forsaken their first love. They started off well, motivated by a deep love for Jesus and a deep love for one another. They did all kinds of good things. But over time, the quality and intensity of their love for their first love, their love for Jesus and their love for one another diminished, decreased, dwindled, died out. And Jesus says, this is serious. This needs to be corrected. And if left uncorrected, it would result in loss of light bearing. In 2008, I had the privilege of being a part of the 50-year anniversary celebration of a local church in Hawaii. 50 years of serving the community. That's amazing. And it was a week-long celebration, and there were lots of events going on. One particular event that I remember very well was the time capsule ceremony. I've never seen a time capsule before, so this was really cool to me. So there was this time capsule ceremony, and there was this secure container. And the church put a bunch of things into this secure container, things that best represented the current church and the current culture. Then they sealed up this secure container. Then they dug a big hole in the ground and buried this secure container. Then they put a plaque over it. And the plaque basically said, This is a time capsule that was buried in the year 2008. And to please dig it up and open it 50 years from now in the year 2058. Then... 
the pastor did something really interesting. He called three children up to the podium. And he says to these three children, I commission you to come back in 50 years for this church's 100-year anniversary celebration. Travel expenses will be paid by the church. I've already budgeted for it. But here's the thing. You'll be all grown up, and I will no longer be here. I will no longer be this church's pastor. But I want you to do something very important for me, the pastor said. He said, when you come back in 50 years, I want you to ask whoever the pastor is this one critically important question. And the question is this, is it still about Jesus? Is it still about Jesus? As we celebrate our first birthday as a church, I have one critically important question for us corporately and which you may want to ask this of yourself individually as well. And the question is this, is it still about Jesus? Is it still about God's only begotten Son? Is it still about the one who can save us from our sins? Is it still about Jesus? Philippians chapter 2 speaks of this Jesus. Philippians chapter 2 says this. He says, it says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a servant and coming in the likeness of men and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Is it still about Jesus? John chapter 1 speaks of this Jesus. John chapter 1 says this, it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was be in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made, uh, was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of, as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Is it still about Jesus? Isaiah 9.6 speaks of this Jesus. Isaiah 9.6 says this, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God, 
everlasting father, prince of peace? Is it still about Jesus? Isaiah 53 speaks of this Jesus. Isaiah 53 says this, Surely he bore our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. All we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned each one to his own way. But the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Is it still about Jesus. Jesus, his only son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. And from there he shall come to judge the living and the dead. Is it still about Jesus? Is it still about Jesus? Jesus, the Alpha and Omega, who is, who was, and who is to come. Jesus, the Anointed One, the Bread of Life, the Chief Cornerstone. Jesus, the Good Shepherd, the Holy One of God. Emmanuel, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, Lion of Judah, Lamb of God, Light of the World, Lord of Glory, Mediator between God and men, Messiah. Is it still about Jesus? Revelations chapter 2. Verses 2 through 5 says this. I know your deeds, your hard work, and your perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate wicked people, and that you have tested those who claim to be apostles but are not, and have found them to be false. You have persevered and have endured hardship for my name and have not grown weary. Yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken your first love. Remember the height from which you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. As we move into our second year as a church, Let us be very careful to never forsake our first love and be grounded and motivated by love for our first love. Let us go forth and let us take this city for Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let us pray.